Welcome to And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. And I'm going to talk through today a little bit about how self-sabotage shows up within our generalizations. And I know I spoke way, way back on some of the early episodes about generalizations and how they allow us to focus on something else. They keep us distracted. And whilst we're distracted, focusing on the thing that we're saying is the thing, it allows us to completely ignore what we really need to look at. And I think that's the premise of all of the coaching that I do, is that people come to me with the presenting problem. They tell me what the problem is. They tell me what they've tried to do. They tell me all of the reasons why, and they will label some things as self-sabotage. But what they're talking to me about is a really generalized thing that in reality tends to be the distraction thing. And because the distraction, because distraction on the whole is something that humans just love, why else would be so attached to our mobile phones otherwise? We tend to distract ourselves constantly, even if there's a moment of silence, even if somebody just leaves the table for a moment, what do we do? We pick up our phones and we distract ourselves. When we're trying to do something that we're struggling with, we will find a distraction, something that just takes our whole energy somewhere else. And that distraction then becomes the thing that we call the self-sabotage. That distraction will be the thing that we say that we're handling, the procrastination, the way that we zone out. Zone out is the word I'm going to use. But quite often when people come to me with what they believe is the issue that's stopping them from getting where they want to be, because coaching is about getting somewhere, right? It's about achieving something, obtaining an outcome that's different or striving to achieve something that we say we really, really want. And we can't work out why we are doing the things to stop ourselves. And they always bring the distraction item to the table first. The reason that we do that is the distraction is usually quite presentable. It's something that we're quite happy to look at and we can bring it in because it is a problem. The thing we're doing to distract ourselves is, is a problem and it is seen as self-sabotage. You know, procrastination and distraction are two of the biggest ways that we tend to self-sabotage, but we also do it in so many other ways. And because we're so busy, <laughs> busy, we are also busy and quite often tired. And the distraction item is taking up so much of our energy. It is completely pulling us to look in that direction. And it's asking us to focus on it. And one thing I know for sure <laughs> is the distraction has never been the true problem. The distraction thing that we bring to the table is never the actual thing that we need to work on, but it's the thing we've well trained ourselves to focus on because it feels better than focusing on the thing that we don't really want to focus on. And, and I will say that this is often done unknowingly. Unknowingly, people don't know that they have trained themselves to do this. They don't know what they're doing. So please don't think this is a judgment session. And please don't think that this is in any way to make people feel even a little bit silly for focusing on the distraction. Because it's, it's key to human behavior. It's something that we all do. And it's something that's really easy to follow because the distraction will be strong. It will really, really want to grab your attention and to make you think that it is the problem. So I'm going to talk about it today and address this in a different way, because 
so often people will come to me with this block, with this idea of what the block is, with what's going on for them. And if I lined up questionnaires one next to the other, they would all read so similar in so many ways. Because we strongly, strongly, strongly believe the distraction is the problem. So everybody will come in with the idea that they are, you know, wanting to achieve something really, really important to them, really grounded within them that they want, but they're not quite achieving it. And every reason that they're not achieving it, everything that they're frustrated by is on that questionnaire. Frustration. And frustration in itself is really distracting because frustration doesn't feel great. We become really hard on ourselves. And quite often we're really, really annoyed with ourselves that we're allowing this distraction to take over. Talking to somebody that I know recently, they were saying to me, like, I really want to sort out X, Y, and Z. I want to achieve these things. These things are really important to me and I'm committed to them. And one of the things I need to do to get a grasp on that is to start checking my bank account properly. I really need to start checking that and get a handle on it and stop just ignoring it. And this wasn't because they were in a negative financially. Their finances were comfortable, is the word we'll use. So not checking it allowed them to stay quite comfortable because that situation wasn't changing. It wasn't going up. It wasn't going down. It sort of stayed steady. It stayed as it was. And they were frustrated that they weren't carrying out the very simple act of just checking the banking. Checking the banking would would help them, right, achieve what they wanted to achieve. It's this really simple step that they weren't doing. And I just said to them, if you were working with me right now, the first question I would ask you is what does not looking at that banking situation allow you to do? What does not looking at that situation allow you to do? And there was some frustration in the answer as to what do you mean? Like it doesn't allow me to do anything. It's not allowing me anything at all. It's frustrating me. And I don't know why I'm not doing it. It's a simple task. And I was like, ask yourself again, what does not looking at that situation allow you to do? And the answer that came was, it allows me to stay uncomfortable, yet comfortable. And it allows me to not change the situation. It's not going up. It's not going down. I'm maintaining it. It's not allowing much. And I was like, well, rethink from this angle. Are you where you want to be in your life? And if not, what does not checking that figure allow you to do? And what does it allow you not to do? And just think on that. Now, they had their own answers, which I won't go into here, but There were answers as to what not checking that allowed them to do and not to do in respect to what they wanted from the change in their lives. It gives permission. It gives permission two ways. There are secondary gains to our distraction behavior that enable us in some way to stay frustrated, but nothing changing. And it's not so uncomfortable that they're forced to do something about it. And it's not so comfortable that they are enjoying it, but it is giving them permission to not do something that they say they want to do. And it also becomes one of the reasons, one of the blocks. It says, this is the reason why, and until I do this, nothing can change, right? So there are false benefits, but the benefit was keeping them stuck. Checking our bank account 
forcing ourselves, setting a reminder, getting accountability, we could have got them to just go and check the bank account. We could have set, you know, a nice timely reminder. We could have looked at the ways that it was easy to do that. We could have gone all through the houses and focused on the bank account, checking the bank account. It wouldn't really change anything because the false benefits are emotionally tied to what it allows that person not to do. And realistically, what they need to go and do is look at what is emotionally tied to that, to the big goal, and what emotionally needs breaking down, looking at processing, reframing and changing, shifting internally, so that checking the bank account is just, it's a nothing, yeah? It's something that they can just do. It's out of the way and it's done. But if we focus on just getting them to check the bank account, we wouldn't deal with what the emotional tie is to the greater goal. And if we don't do that, then there'll just be another distraction after the bank account. Because we can force ourselves to do certain things. If it was something really frustrating, like checking something, like finding something out, like working out how to do something, we can do that. We have access to Google. Other, other search engines are available. But we have access. We could go and find out the steps, which is why I get really frustrated. And if you've listened to me for some time, you'll know this. I get really frustrated by the three steps to, the keys to, suggesting that if we just took these steps, just took these actions, then we would get to where we want to go. Because yes, we could by force. By force, we could make ourselves do these things and we could get to where we're going to go. Those actions would probably lead us in that direction. However, if we don't deal with the emotional residue, with the emotions we are ignoring, with the emotional internal world that is going on, which is creating resistance to carrying out those steps, then we're not dealing with what the emotional resistance to the goal is. And therefore, even if you took the steps by force and achieved the goal, it's always going to feel a certain way. It's always going to feel a certain way. It's going to create a reaction in the body. It's going to become something you become quite numbed out to and not something that you're enjoying, something you're really passionate about or something that you're really excited to go on and do. So yeah, when I have any client come to me and we have all of these distractions in front of us, my job is to work out what the emotional tie is with you so that we together can start to work out what we need to really look at and ignore the distractions. Because the more we can look at what really needs looking at, the thing that our whole body is trying to avoid us, our mind is trying to distract us from, the harder it's going to be. And even if you achieve those things, as soon as you get permission to stop, as soon as you get permission to bow out, as soon as there's something you can use to get out of it, you will. Because emotionally, this doesn't feel quite right. It doesn't feel emotionally safe and everything is tied in there. And so when you hear people banging on about the inner work, if it does frustrate you, if it does annoy you to hear that term and just think, yeah, I don't want to do that. I just want to achieve this then please know that, yes, there are action steps. Yes, you could push on. Yes, you could force yourself to be, turn up and do most of those steps. But the way that you feel about it really matters. The way that your feelings are trying to distract you so heavily from achieving something really matters. And when we can work through those emotions, when we can go through all of what needs to be gone through, 
when we can look at the places that you have so far not been able to look, that's when things start to feel different and then the steps become more manageable, become easier. So when I say things like the presenting problem is never the problem, which is a really well-known phrase, the presenting problem is never the problem. It's because we need to look at what that presenting problem is distracting us from, what the benefits of those distractions are, and what the underlying emotional parts are telling us. Because we're not lazy. We don't have a lack of ambition. We're not easily distracted just for the hell of it. Distraction gives us something. Distraction offers us something. Distraction is, to a lot of ends, it's reassuring because it moves you away from the emotions. And all it does is give you frustration. And when people are led by frustration, they are doing things from a frustrated energy. And when we work from a frustrated energy, then we're going into something thinking this, when I get through this, when I overcome this thing that I haven't done, when I push through and get this done, then it will get better, then it will get easier, then it's going to be X, Y, or Z. And I'm just really annoyed at the frustration. So let's do this thing. Working and following our frustration just takes us in a loop of more frustration. We need to work out and understand what the true frustration is, what the true emotions are, and dig in there. And the more that we're able to do that, the more we can shift your action. Instead of doing the action from a frustrated part of you, we start to do the actions from desire. But we have to make sure it is a desire. And when we do that, when we work within it, and you can start acting from a place of desire and following desire, it feels very different than any action taken from frustration. So if there's anything right now that you were going to do, you wanted to start, you want to create, you want to change within yourself, and you're sitting down working out what the steps are, you're annoyed at the things that you're not doing, you're frustrated by the excuses that you're making, you realize that everything feels a little bit shit, (laughs) and you can't work out why it feels so shit and why you feel so shitty about yourself within all of this, then I'm going to ask you to sit down and work out what this frustration, what these things that you're not doing, what this habitual pattern of distraction is offering you. And if you allow it to continue, what will it actually create? And if you push through it and force yourself to take the action, what will it actually create? And actually, if you're not going to achieve this thing right now, if all of these obstacles are in your way, what's the benefit of you not doing it? What's the benefit of these obstacles? What do they protect you from? And what are they distracting you from? Because we really need to listen, to listen to what the things are that we have not previously asked ourselves, to really go in to find out what it is offering me to stay in this frustration with these obstacles and being so annoyed at myself and everything feeling so far away and me feeling this way about myself. What does that offer you? What does not achieving it, not doing it, not being something else offer you? What story do you have about yourself? And what is your greatest fear about you having this change in your life? And more than that, what's your greatest fear about not going in and doing this inner work? And what's your greatest fear about going in and doing it? 
What are you afraid of finding, dealing with or looking at that you have spent so long distracting yourself from? Because when we can go there, when you surrender to going there, to just accepting that it's time, to allowing yourself to give yourself permission to really do this work, not your actions, not achieve something to prove something about yourself, but to go in and to figure out who you are, why this feels the way it feels, and who you want to be and how you want to feel. It will offer you so much more than anything you are resisting or challenging yourself to do or taking action from frustration. Because unless it feels like a genuine desire, a desire deep within you that this is who you are, this is what you're capable of, and this is how you want to feel, then the same frustrations will just keep showing up. And even if you do take the action, even if you do get to that part, that place, that thing, that goal, you're going to feel exhausted. You're going to feel oof, like you could lose it at any minute. And it's not going to feel the same way it would feel if you had gone in and dealt with the emotions first, if you had dealt with your internal world first, if you had processed what you needed to process for the actions to become something that can be done with far more ease. Doesn't mean they're easy, but they can be undertaken and done with far more ease. And the desire of the goal feels so much different, feels so much different. It's not done from frustration. It's not done from lack. It's not done to prove yourself. It's not done for all of the reasons that so many people act. It is done from a place of love, with courage, and with a desire. I'm going to leave this one here, but as always, thank you for listening. There's going to be journal prompts on my emails that go out every week now. So you may want to sign up to those if you haven't already. But please feel free to DM me any thoughts you have about this episode at The Completion Coach on Instagram. Or you can send me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk. If this is something you think somebody else could benefit from listening on, please do forward it to a friend. And if you have any feedback at all, open up and tell me. Thank you for listening.